Welcome to the Living Parables podcast, where we uncover spiritual truths and lessons God has given us through his word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. I'm glad to be back with you again. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you. And now let us begin. Well, it has been a long time since I've been sitting in this spot speaking with you guys. And I kind of just let you know where I'm at here. Uh, I decided to take a couple weeks off. It turned out to be more than two weeks. We just got back from vacation last week, and we were run very, very ragged. Uh, we had activities every single day, hiking most days, and uh, in the altitude. Woo! Let you know that you are out of shape. So anyway, so we've been doing that, and... Uh, I remember telling you guys in the very beginning of this podcast that uh, that I'm a school teacher, and so uh, I got hired on hired on at a school. And that's been that was a long journey. That might be another conversation that we'll have. But uh, basically, I graduated almost two years ago, and it took almost that exact time and multiple interviews and uh, multiple letdowns to have God reveal where he wanted me to be. And so here I am getting ready for the school year. A lot of, a lot of virtual meetings and training. And so that's been a little strenuous, but nonetheless, uh, here we are getting ready, uh, to get back to school. And so we have a few episodes left to kind of cap off this, uh, this season. Uh, and what a season it's been, been a learning experience, uh, a lot of highs and lows. And and speaking of highs and lows, uh, last week, uh, not this Sunday, but the week prior, um, I had the opportunity to preach on uh, Galatians 3. And so I believe what I'm going to do is import that sermon onto this. Some of you that listen have already heard it, so um, if you want to listen to it again, that'd be great. Uh, but it's a sermon I, that I preached on Galatians 3, and turned out to be a really amazing uh, chapter that I got to really dig in deep, and uh, God revealed a lot of wonderful things to me and some deep truth, and so we might get into that uh, in the weeks ahead. But we have about a, a few more weeks left, I'm not sure, uh, just... With all this COVID stuff going on, and there's a lot of anxiety with teachers, uh, I don't have a lot of anxiety going into the school year. Uh, my trust and, and faith and hope is in Christ, and so I, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty secure there. Uh, this episode is actually going to be a relatively short one. I know I say that a lot, and it goes longer, but I genuinely mean that. Uh, and just kind of give you just some kind of basis on where I'm at right now. So I've done some training. And I got a I got a vent here just a little bit to you. I uh, I did a training, and the big theme now is that there are staff and students that are um, highly stressed, have a lot of anxiety, have a lot of a lot of things, a lot of burdens they carry, and so they try to find ways to support them, and also find ways to kind of relieve that stress and a training uh, seminar that I was listening to 
it was self-paced it was pre-recorded and basically it, it talked about meditation and it talked about emptying your mind and all those things that go along with, goes along with that uh and i wondered to myself hmm that is very interesting so I, I did a little bit of research on it and basically that kind of meditation comes from buddhism and a little bit of hinduism as well and one thing that i cannot wrap my mind around that actually got me fired up is so let me get this straight all many years ago we're not going to go in specific dates but before i was a kid there were prayer in school there was prayer in school they started the day with prayer they started the day with the pledge of allegiance and that's how they that's how they started every morning and then they eventually kicked that out so basically in a sense they kicked god out of schools and now people have to really meet in secret uh for these groups and i'm going to tell you right now i'm going to go on record saying god willing during this school year i will start hopefully in the very, very beginning but i'm going to start a prayer group right after uh one day a week and anybody wants to show up they'll show up but i'm going to start that and i think that i know i thought think that i know that is super important uh, like one of my first years in in a school, I had two people come up to random rooms, well, each room, but the room I was in, they, they asked the teacher, could we pray over your room? That is so vital. It is so vital. And we, we downplay prayer and we don't give God enough credit and we don't give him the sovereignty, the power and the lordship over our lives like we ought to um and we don't we don't believe that and say oh yeah i believe he's lord no he is lord he is sovereign he is supreme he has a preeminence that is a given whether you believe it or not has no effect on his lordship kingship sovereignty or whatever you don't decide if he's lord or not he is lord and at the end Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So anyway, so going back to my original point. So we were going over these things and uh, the training and, and talk about meditation. And I, I put something on Facebook that I, I – and it wasn't because I was angry or anything. I, mean, I wasn't angry about it, but I, I was a little bit frustrated. So we kicked God out of schools. And we'll replace him with things that are basically a cult. And it's and it's surface level peace. Yeah, I could buy I could buy a toy. I could I could buy a, a new pillow that might give me some rest. I, I could buy me something that'll make me happy happy for you know a minute or two. But then after that, it, the, the joy is gone, the peace is gone, and then you you're searching after something else. By the way, uh meditation with clearing your mind opens you up for demonic attack. The Bible says about meditation, God says, meditate on my laws. And we and we and by the way, it also says in the New Testament, and I apologize for not having having the scripture uh on hand, but it talks about whatever is noble, whatever is good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you here, uh, Philippians four eight. 
So I just looked it up real quick. So this is what it says. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and turn there in my Bible. Uh, Philippians 4.8. By the way, that's that's the next book I want to really dive into is Philippians. Uh, Philippians 4.8 says, and I'll listen to this. Finally, brethren, whatever is true. Went and blew it over. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there is anything excellence, excuse me, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things or think about these things. And people are saying, just let your mind go. That's how you get rid of stress. No, that leads you to more demonic attack. And so my point here is, I, I heard these things and I'm just thinking there is no genuine true peace with that. It's all it's all counterfeit. And Jesus, when talking about peace, uh, it's actually something that I think you should need, I think you need to hear. In the book of John, Jesus says to his disciples, now I'm going to read this to you again. I'm going to turn to John 14 now. So turn with me to John 14. So John 14, uh, the 14th chapter, verse 27 says this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So, again, right there, black and white. Well, I have the red letter edition. But right here, black and white, clear as crystal. This is what it's – he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. People – I have to tell you something. There are many people looking for peace right now, and they cannot find it because Jesus offers – True, authentic, God-like peace. And you can't get it anywhere else. You can't buy it in a store. You can't buy it on Amazon. You can't meditate and get peace. You can't shrink your circle. You can't do all these things that the world tells you, this is how you get peace. And we... We just we have so much hostility towards God because why? Because he is the truth. And also, you cannot get peace if you have sin in your life. Remember the woman in the well, the Samaritan woman. Not going in too deep here, but basically Jesus confronted her sin. He says, Go bring your husband, tell him to come here. I'm paraphrasing, but she says, Well, I have no husband. She didn't give give the whole truth there. Now, she had five, and she was in, in a relationship that did not result in marriage. So she was an adulterer. So she was speaking half-truths there. Now, she wasn't lying, but she wasn't telling the whole truth, so technically she was lying. You can't get full peace if you are unrepentant because that's not genuine saving faith there. People try to people try to conceal their sin 
because they don't want to deal with it and they don't want to that to come to light. And if you don't do it now, it's going to come later when Jesus is not going to be there to back you up, to say, no, he or she is mine. He's not going to say that. And what's he going to say? In Matthew 7, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. That ain't going to happen. So, again, it's a little bit of a rant here, but, you know, the honest truth here is that peace, genuine peace, comes through genuine saving faith, grace through faith, putting your whole faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, being godly sorrow repentant of your sins, all of them, not some of them, not pick and choose. You have to give up everything that you think you are and that you think you love. And then the Holy Spirit comes within you and starts to produce the fruits of the Spirit, which are what? Love, joy, and ding, 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 got it, peace. I've been talking to so many people lately. Nate, I want peace. I want peace. I want peace. How come I don't have peace? Well, in John 15, he talks about he's the vine and the branches. I'm going to turn there real quick because I think that is so vital. And, you know, I have to apologize to you. Uh, this is not to make myself look good, but uh, I'm just kind of going just as the Spirit's leading right now. So it may seem like I'm all over the place, but there is, I really want to talk about peace today and just kind of where I'm, where I'm at. But listen to this. I'm going to read this to you until I get there. Uh, John 15 says, I am the true vine. That, that's an I am statement. That is saying that he is God. So when people say, oh, Jesus never claimed he was God. Yes, he did. Several times. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so it may bear more fruit. Are you bearing fruit in your life? You know what? That's also a, That stems from obedience. Are you being obedient? to the word of God. Are you doing what he says? That is so critical. You are all, verse three, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself unless it, it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him he bears much fruit for apart from me. This is what I want you to hear here. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't get peace by yourself. You can't love people by yourself. You can't have goodness on your own. You can't do it alone. We have to be uh, sober of mind on exactly who we truly are, vile, disgusting, ugly sinners. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. On my vacation, uh, I was not Christ-like at times. I'm not talking about swearing and getting drunk or all these things like that. But I was kind of being a grump to my family. And for no real apparent reason. And it was it was pathetic. And I, 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 I came back and apologized. But I'm not, I wasn't setting a Christ-like example, and, and that just goes to show you, I'm not saying I'm the greatest person on planet Earth because I'm far from it. I'm very wretched, 
But the reality is, as much as we want to live a holy, God-fearing, Christ-like life, we cannot, cannot, cannot do it alone. We can't. And it's frustrating. Because what does that mean? We have to submit. We have to acknowledge that we cannot do it alone. We are saved by grace through faith. We always have to remember that. Faith is so important. And not only that, but we are created to do good works. So the last piece of scripture I'm going to leave you with is I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2 here, verses 8 and 9. Actually, we're going to go 10 as well. So Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10. Listen to this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. It's right there, black and white, I mean, crystal clear. For we are his workmanship, here we go, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We are created for good works. We're not saved by good works. So, after we're saved, after we have acknowledged that we are vile, ugly, disgusting sinners, that our sin has crucified the Christ, the Son of the living God. Back in Isaiah, when it talks about Jesus was, was marred beyond human likeness, which means he was beaten beyond human recognition, that's what our sin did. And that that love at our at our absolute worst jesus when he died on the cross he paid the penalty he propitiated our sins he appeased the wrath of god that is justly headed for our direction and he gave us his righteousness and took our right our, our disgusting sinfulness instead that is truly amazing that's why those songs say amazing love. How can it be? So, I want to leave you with this last piece of scripture, and then we're going to go. Jesus said in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Um, what was that? In me, in Jesus Christ, you may have peace. You can't get it anywhere else. You can't. I know I'm a little bit uh, little gung-ho there, but you can't find it anywhere else. You can't. If you find peace, it's temporary. Only temporary. In this world, you will have trouble. Oh, man, right there. Is Jesus sugarcoating anything? Absolutely not. Jesus lays it out for every single person he came across, and, and, and to, to me and to anybody else who would just come in contact with him, he lays it out. Discipleship is hard. It's grueling. And at times it is, it is very, very difficult. But listen to this. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So these pieces of scripture right here. In Jesus alone you may have peace if you're genuinely his. In this world, you're going to have trouble. We're going to have trouble, people. 
2020 has been a nonstop crazy fest. I'm not sure what's going to happen happen the rest of August. In Lebanon, Beirut, a huge explosion, unreal. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of the stuff that's happened this year. We're going to have trouble. But take heart. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. And I have to show you this last piece of scripture because God, God's leading me here. So who are the overcomers? Well, I'm going to read it to you. In 1 John 5, 5 says this. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Not backhand knowledge, not Bible story knowledge, not going to Sunday school every week, not going to church every Sunday, sitting in the same spot, singing the songs, shaking the hands, hugging the necks. Genuine, 100% obedient, love for Christ, magnifying Christ, glorifying Christ, submitting to his lordship, obeying his commands, belief in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me. Again, I told you this was going to be a little bit shorter today. Um, but next week, God willing, I'll be posting the sermon, so look out for that. Uh, I want to say again, thank you for your patience as, as I've been away. And uh, I, I, I appreciate all of you for sticking with me and uh, listening to previous episodes. I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and give you, gives you peace. And until next time, God bless my friends.